1: Big thank you to Brett Kissel for joining us for the past half hour. That new album, We Were That Song, is out great. Um, Title song, the debut song, We Were That Song, um, that he just played for us. And I always love hearing him uh, singing a little
2: Christmas music as well. Sure. You know, there's been uh, two individuals that I've met in my lifetime or have known who have rocketed to that level of fame. One's Brett, the other is... um, God, his name just escaped me. John Wing? Uh, no, no, uh, Russell Peters. Mm, yeah. Uh, both genuinely deserve every ounce of success that they've mm-hmm. achieved. Just truly to the core. Nice, nice people.
1: Yeah, to the point where you're asking, or is this, is this really, yeah, nice? You? Exactly. But is and uh, just tons of fun and and uh, and loves being mm-hmm. a Canadian, loves playing music, and I can't wait to see him in March.
2: Like I said, to you uh, off air before. Uh, we came back on again i would totally buy a Brett Kissel oh, christmas, christmas album
1: and yeah some people texted in about it and he said they're thinking about it for next year they might start recording it here i guess it's quite a process so april I can imagine. april may for for next <laughs> christmas which would be fantastic so he thinks he, that's the song he played for us the very first time he called in
2: that's right that was so funny yeah i remember that That was such a... We thought it would be such a great idea, didn't we? And we never revisited that idea that... You just tell us what song you'd like us to sing. Oh, no, we did that
1: last year, too. Did we really? Yeah, yeah, we did. Let's just
2: say we're not doing it this Oh, I think we probably will. I don't
1: think I will. I think a little bit. We will.
2: I don't think even a little bit.
1: Yep, and I'm going to go get some other folks around here to sing for us.
2: If we had, perhaps, uh, some people who knew how to sing that wanted to come in for the afternoon, then I'd be all in favor of that, but I'm just... No. Well,
1: there's a... There's a... Throw out here for you right now. Sure.
2: If there was. Is I, there
1: any, you know, like great folks out there that love Christmas that would like to be, come and join yeah. us on December 23rd in the afternoon for a little while?
2: Could be high school students, could be. Could be carolers, little choir somewhere. Could be, could be. little: actor, actresses, could be local. What
1: do you call those? Um, the the barbershop quartets?
2: Yeah, something like that. Although would love that. a lot. But uh, yeah, sure. We would love that. Offer us up somebody. We'll give you fame. <laughs> a small amount of, and no fortune. Hey, speaking of uh, fame and fortune, yeah. and Brett Kissel for a moment again, if we may. Mm. So you would consider uh, Brett to be a friend, right? Oh, uh, I, w- I would consider Brett to be an acquaintance, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I would consider, I, I have sort of a loose definition of friend sometimes, but I, if somebody said, have you ever met Brett Kissel? I'd say, oh, he's a friend yeah. of mine.
1: Well, I don't think you say friend. You you know, know him. I think friend. Well, I've
2: got his cell phone number.
1: Well, yeah, so do I, but I still don't, wouldn't classify it as friend. Well,
2: the reason I ask is because with all his success, the one thing he hasn't done is uh, handed us a suitcase of cash. And I noticed uh, last night uh, this story, and I know you pulled it, uh, about George Clooney. And his suitcases—what, 14 suitcases of $20 bills, adding up to a million dollars each.
1: So in 2013, he gathered 14 of his buddies around. Uh, what did he call them? The band, the gang, the whatever it was. Uh, just four, 14 guys that were the boys. He just calls them the boys. boys. 14 guys who've been with him on, you know, on that on that ride up to superstardom from, you know, when he started on what was it? Um, Different strokes or whatever mm-hmm. it was with. Uh, and all that, all the way up through the uh, the medical shows and that, yeah. And they sat down in front of them and popped it open, and there was a million dollars in $20
2: bills for each of them. It's an interesting story all by itself, but what, for me, makes it even more interesting is, first of all, George Clooney didn't tell the story. Uh, it was a buddy of his... Uh, Cindy
1: Crawford's husband.
2: That's right. Like, uh, he needs any money. Randy Gerber, uh, that was doing an interview with the MSNBC's headliners, and he just threw it out there that... Here's an interesting story that what you just described had taken place and he in fact um, tried to refuse the money because he didn't need it. So the boys they've all had various levels of success. Some have not had what you would constitute as any success. One of them um, working at a bar at the airport to try and just make ends meet. Um, They all got the same amount, a million dollars, because they all played in George Clooney's mind an equal role Uh in helping him out when he was starting out. And what Clooney did was when his richer friend said, well, I don't need the million dollars, mm-hmm. he said, well, here's the deal. If you don't take it, nobody gets the million dollars. <laughs> so, again, he had to take it, but what he did was he donated the the entire million to charity. So. Well,
1: he's married to one of the, right. the biggest supermodels
2: yeah. on the planet, too, so... But that is—I uh, mean—that's pretty cool from all aspects, all angles, right? He remembered who helped him. He stayed in touch with them this entire time. It wasn't unusual for them to get an invitation to his house. Gave them each a million, which is just life-changing. I would assume for at least thirteen. For some of, of them, yeah. yeah. Um, and then did not tell the story to anybody. Just it was a secret. It was a secret, and it was a secret that was kept for over four years before one of his buddies just blurted it out during an interview. So pretty cool. I wonder how big of a suitcase. Twenty dollar bills that add up to a million. Yeah. Hmm. hmm.
1: And and here we are. We don't get any. We don't get any presents for each other for Christmas or
2: anything. Well, if I had George <laughs> Clooney's bank account, I'm I might throw you a box of chocolates and a nice card or something. I mean, a box of chocolates. whatever we <laughs> made the agreement years ago. But just so you understand, we made the agreement years ago that we would not exchange gifts for birthdays or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Although I did one year buy you a coloring, a coloring book, but, um, but that all changes if we win the lottery or soar to, you know, huge fame, just so you know, I would assume something was coming my way. And a million would be fine. It just depends what the pot is. You're staring at me like I'm speaking Greek I now. I think you are. Really? Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Glad I was able to get that out. All right, great. Good to know.
1: Because you have been adamant about it. Adamant about it. Here's an interesting one. Hmm. Saw, uh, saw this the other day with uh, Christmas around the corner. More and more people trying to say No no gifts, we're not going to do that. And there was a whole kind of step-by-step guideline on how to say no at, at Christmas time, that no, we are not going to exchange gifts, or certainly that we are going to cut back drastically. Mm. And um, and how some families, how some folks find it really, really hard to do just that.
2: Well, this I won't say that this falls in the category squarely of being awkward, but last year at Christmas, my adult children, so, and you don't know what to do, like my adult children down in Calgary, I would typically get them a $200 gift certificate mm-hmm. to something that I knew they could use, right? So one year with Dave, it was to Home Depot because mm-hmm. he was doing renovations on his house. Uh, another year it was for clothing at a nice clothing store. Uh, with Ashley, it's typically to a clothing store. But then they get into relationships and you go, okay, and they're both they were both married at one point. Uh, one still is. The other has uh, you know, a live-in mate who she's had one and nine tenths or eight ninths children with. So then you go, okay, well do I give each of them two hundred? Because you don't want to say, well now it's two hundred between the two of you because then it feels mm-hmm. like you cut back to a hundred, right? So for a couple of years I did two hundred each. So that's an eight hundred dollar hit. Yeah. Right? But I would justify it by saying, well, I didn't they didn't live with me their entire lives. They were with their mother, right? We're divorced. And so I probably saved half a million dollars not having to pay for day to day things. So what's eight hundred dollars at Christmas? Um, but last year, Ashley phoned my oldest and just said, look, I don't know how to say this to you. We don't want the $200. Like, there's, we're adults. We have yeah. our own children. You don't have to do that. And I was like, but I like doing it. And they were like, "Yeah, But you know what? We would rather... You, and it wasn't like a hostile thing. It was just a, we're too old to be... You know, you know
1: what? My my brother has described it as just an exchange of dollars going back and forth. That's what they said, right? And and I I really do enjoy finding fun and quirky uh, mm-hmm. presents and that sort of thing. But if I'm just getting you the ball cap and the sweater from wherever year after year after year because I feel like I have to, right? Then then it gets to the point where it's like, okay, well, why? Why Why am I doing that? Right, and that's exactly
2: it? what Ashley pointed out. She yeah. said, because they're gift cards, we know the exact value of the gift. And now we feel an obligation yeah. uh, to get you at least something similar to that. And her thing was, while we are adults and don't need mm-hmm. you to support us that way, we're also not so established that we can afford. Yeah,
1: we're still new. We're still making right. this
2: up as we go. But what I would say was slightly awkward is when I met Ashley in Airdrie the other night to do this little uh, gift exchange, She handed me a card, a beautifully well-thought-out card Mm -hmm. with a box of chocolates, and it occurred to me that, you know, obviously a box of chocolates costs nothing, but it's nice to have a gift from them, and it's nice to have this card, and I gave them... I gave their kids toys, my grandchildren. I gave them nothing yeah. I, because they said, "Don't give me anything." Yeah. And I thought, "Oh, I should have got a box." Of but
1: chocolates. you know what? My my again, my brother is like, "Don't don't get us anything. D- just just stop. If you want to get something for the kids, a couple things for the kids, that's fine. But they get more than enough. First off, the kids, mm-hmm. they don't need any more. Having said that, I still buy my brother, and my my I, I do buy my entire family gifts, even though my dad's like, "Okay, well, let's just you know stop all of this nonsense." No. Because I actually like, I love giving gifts and surprising people with, you know, quirky, funny, um, very Edmonton things, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Something that I've kind of searched for and thought would be really neat and different.
2: See, but that's the other thing, though, as well. But
1: I'm not just saying, okay, I have to meet the mandate of hitting this amount. No,
2: no. But you think know, about it. it. I mean, I, we lived through this situation. So you have Carol, who's got two brothers, right? And then they each get married, and I marry into the family. So we kind of give each person a gift, right? But then some people start having children, like we did. Um, and then it's like, well, you know, you, you pretty much have to give the children a gift, right? And But at some point... What started as a simple tradition, two brothers and a sister exchanging gifts, becomes this thing yeah, it's huge. that's cost prohibitive to people. and But if for whatever reason, it's a tradition for so long that people argue kind of, and I don't want to turn this into a bad thing, because gift giving is wonderful. But it becomes this sort of this argument that, well, if we're going to, if we're, how come you know that couple has two children, and if her his other two children are up from Calgary, now we're buying for, what, six people? Yeah. And I totally get the argument, right? Yeah. And before his death, my father-in-law, who Again, one of the smartest guys I ever met. He was like, "Let's just turn this into a draw. Like we just pick say, one. pick oh, one name. that's a good idea. Yeah, but we never did it. Like he he wanted to do it. The family didn't. I wanted to do it, and ooh, we ooh. did a mock. We did a mm. mock draw, and I got his name. And I was so excited that I was the guy who had his name. But we didn't do it that way.
1: Well, and here's. I think we are afraid to break with tradition. Yes, uh, I think a lot of us at uh, at some point thinks, okay, you know what? This was a great tradition at at one point, and traditions are wonderful. Making new traditions are good as well. So, getting out of the one that may be mm-hmm. just not realistic anymore right. in this day and age and, and 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 looking for something that is and for everybody um and kind of puts everyone on on an on an even playing field it doesn't yeah. make anyone feel awkward i think that's a good idea and
2: you know somebody just texted and it's a great point they just texted this what about xmas dinners uh, christmas dinners are another thing that as you get into relationships mm-hmm. you get married there there comes two decisions to be made where, well, wait a second, what about our family's Christmas dinner? What about mom, dad, kids, Mm -hmm. you know, do we have to have it over at mom-in-law's or mom's house, right? And how many of you out there, honestly, eat more than one Christmas dinner to try and accommodate everybody, right? Well,
1: if you have a divorced family, you know what it's like. It's um, it's one after another, there's the one at your house, there's one at the, my niece and nephew have three sets of grandparents three sets of grandparents (laughs) all living in the same city. (laughs) So my sister-in-law's parents and then my parents and and their their spouses. Mm-hmm. So there's like three different things going on there. They've had to have... spread open the, the spread open the, the gift giving and gift right. opening over days. And Jeff just finally said, this is stupid enough.
2: I know. And I'm waiting for the text. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, there are those individuals out there who would love to have the problem of oh, too much to eat at Christmas absolutely. or too many gifts or whatever, yeah. but it is just one of those things that, and yeah, definitely it's a first world type problem, but it is one of those things where Christmas becomes stressful because of the scheduling of dinners, the family visitations, who do we get gifts for, and how much do we spend on it, and all that sort of stuff. And it's not what Christmas is and, about and at I'll all. And I'll
1: be honest with you, I can remember when my parents split up, I was 15 years old, so they split up uh, October that year, so what was that, 1985? And I remember that Christmas and the couple of Christmases afterwards, and the over-the-top almost obnoxious amount of Christmas mm-hmm. gifts that each set of parents would try to get. It was almost like, who's better here? Right.
2: That's the other argument. If you're um, in a divorce, and I've been through a divorce, where you do exactly mm-hmm. what you just just described, but then you also say, yeah, but those presents aren't going over to her house or those presents aren't going, mm-hmm. like those are toys for you to play with at our mm-hmm. ho-, like that kind of thing. There's a lot. You know
1: what? I think we've just uh, hit the nail on the head when it comes to uh, Dr. Ganz's next uh, visit, maybe. and that's uh, so, maybe yeah. juggling um, families and blended families at Christmas time. He's going to be Great in on, on on December twentieth. A quick break here at three twenty-one, Brie, We haven't taken a break break so far, have we? Okay, so we do need to do that right now. 24. on this the hump day version of the six thirty chat afternoon news. Uh, Dan says, hey, there's nine kids in my family. We're all in our 40s and 50s, so we've gotten too big of a family with all the spouses and children. We don't buy for each other anymore. We need Daryl Kate's money to do that. <laughs> if a couple of us siblings get together, we'll buy for those who are going to be in attendance, and we still send dad presents, but we usually, we don't usually send parcels to every family member. Might poke them on <laughs> Facebook, but that's about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we have never, among my family, the grossest, we've never exchanged gifts among brothers. Ever.
1: Yeah, listen, this Christmas is costing about $2,000. Ridiculous. My gift um, rule in our house, once you have kids, you don't get presents anymore. Only the kids do. Hmm. My family had a draw when we were all young. Dad had 16 brothers and sisters, so each year, family, with that side of the family, would get one niece or one nephew to get a gift for each year. It was really smart and exciting for the
2: kids. But, you know, and that's the thing. And, you know, I've told you about this before, and you know about my Walmart Christmas. We love it, and sometimes you wonder when you come up with a tradition if everybody loves it, right, as they get older. Or
1: how long you keep doing it for. Right,
2: uh, but the kids in Calgary, just with their schedules, and, you know, Victoria, Victoria, my uh, son's wife, she just had a baby not too long ago. Uh, Ashley is due to be uh, for a C-section on the 15th, which is what, in a couple Friday. of days, right? They're, they can't come up to Edmonton. Yeah. But they have all each written me and said, well, is there any day you, Carol, and Maddie and Hunter can come down to Calgary so we can do Walmart Christmas? Like they're, They actually don't want us to skip a year with this tradition. And I'm sure you all know what it is, but quickly, we simply give each person $5.00. And all of us go to a Walmart, and we have 30 minutes to find a gift that someone would love from the names we've Uh drawn um, that can cost no more than $5. And it can't be a gift certificate. So there's usually about 12 or 14 of us when you have everybody. And we just set out in different directions. We don't tell each other who we got. Um, We shop. We buy. We meet at uh, a Denny's or Humpty's. And uh, we have breakfast at eleven o'clock at night, and we take turns opening yeah. the gifts and saying who they're from. It costs practically nothing, but I'll tell you, it is so much fun. And some gifts are just brilliant. You just go, "Yes, I would love that." And then it's it's something as stupid as the as the pig that holds my phone mm-hmm. up, where it's it's you know it's what ninety cents or yeah. whatever, uh, but you go, "Oh, I use that all the time," and it. And you think that that's somebody who knew that you need your phone propped up, that it would be something that would be useful to you, that, you know, like they really, oh, yeah. for five yeah. bucks, have to give it a lot of thought, right? I love it.
1: But then you're still turning around and buying for...
2: Well, I mean, this year is a little different. We're buying for grandchildren, right? Yeah. Uh, we do still, still buy. Maddie and Hunter. Yeah, we do still buy for Maddie and Hunter. But, um, I mean, honestly, that's the thing, too. What could those two kids use the most? Cash. That's what they could use the most. I know. I know. But you want to have presents under the tree and whatever. I mean, I'm just as difficult because everybody always says how hard I am to buy for, which I find find incredible that they think that's true. Take whatever amount of your budget was and put that on a card for Timmy's and you've probably (laughs) nailed it. Good to go.
0: Engaging Conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking News with Eileen Bell and Sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chet, Edmonton's Breaking News and Conversation Station.
1: Into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Seems uh, overdue, doesn't it? Well, it is with a lot of these guys, though, because it has to be, what, 25 years from your first hit.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Um, so, but yeah, so Bon Jovi finally making it in there along with uh, The Cars.
2: You know The Cars. I do, yeah. Let the Good Times Roll, sure. Yeah,
1: Dire Straits, uh, Moody Blues. Nights in White Satin. I hate that song. Oh, uh, Nina Simone and uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp. Very a, cool.
2: A gospel singer. One of the uh, it's done by votes each year between five and seven acts usually make it into the hall uh, following a vote by a thousand people that includes performers, music historians, and industry experts. Fans also able to vote on the Rock and Hall Rock Hall's website. Uh-huh. Um, One of the fan favorites that didn't make it was Judas Priest, which collected (laughs) 538,000 fan votes, but didn't make the final cut. Not this year.
1: Radiohead didn't get in, and Mm. Kate Bush didn't get in. Huh? Huh. I like Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi Jovi was a great 80s, 90s, you know, just rock band. Great hair, too. Oh, and Bon Jovi is, you know, John. Bon Jovi? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. He's aged very well.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's just put it this way. Mm-hmm. Eh, Brie? Bree? John Bon Jovi's aged very well. Yeah, thumbs up.
2: Give on, she's just agreeing with you.
1: No, she knows she does. No, yeah, no, he
2: has. No, all right, fine. Uh, if you want to go, the thirty-third annual rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony will be held April 14th at the public auditorium in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland,
1: Ohio. Thank <laughs> you, Cleveland. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tickets go on sale in January. The event will air on HBO and be heard on uh, Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: But bon Jovi was here how many years ago now? Didn't Kid Rock, didn't they play Commonwealth? And Kid Rock opened for Bon Jovi at Commonwealth, and I think it was probably,
2: I don't know, eight years ago? I think that sounds right. Yeah. I missed it, but uh, yeah, no, I think that sounds right. <laughs> hey, uh, we were talking a moment ago about gifts and uh, how things are, uh, well, we didn't talk about this, but I think we can all agree that how you buy gifts uh, has changed quite a bit, and, and particularly in the last few years, online shopping has become something mm. that most people, at to some degree or another, participate in, and we've heard a lot of stories Uh, local and uh, national about parcels being stolen off porches. And you you see those videos uh, up on the Internet of people's security cameras asking, do you know who these people are? And actually on Facebook, on some of the Edmonton crime uh, Facebook
1: pages. Yeah, lots on there. Like, people are so brazen.
2: They are. And it's funny because how do you put a number on, or a figure for, or percentage, how many gifts that are delivered by these various companies, Amazon or Canada Post, UPS, whoever's doing the delivery, FedEx, all of those companies agree on one thing. They all agree that it's not a huge problem, that it's, they all describe it as an isolated Well, problem. it's
1: only a huge problem, really, to the person who has their stuff of stolen. Of course,
2: right. And you know, most of the companies will tell you um, and in fact, uh, I've seen quotes from representatives from all the companies, Canada Post, like I say, UPS, FedEx, they all say, well, there's an option though, you know, to, to require yeah. a signature um, that you have to check that option. But I don't really understand that answer because in many cases, you're not the one checking options. It's the shipper who checks those options, either it's required or it's not, but they're saying that if it's of concern to you, collectively they're basically saying, if it's of concern to you that when you order online, no matter who you order from, you must insist with the shipper that they require a signature. Mm -hmm. And they will adhere to that. If no one's home, they're not leaving the package. But you know, Amazon's doing this thing. We we talked about it. This hidden key thing.
3: Yeah.
2: It's... um. It's not an actual key, but it's.
1: Well, they were talking about implementing it. Yeah, they haven't done, done it yet.
2: They've done it in the, in some countries. I think in the United States they're doing it uh, to some extent, but they're not making it available in Canada y- yet. But with the app, you would allow them, the delivery guy, entry mm-hmm. to your house. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, I don't. No. That seems a little sketchy to me. No,
1: thank you. You got to really you, trust that guy. But in this, this, this one of these articles, there was a guy saying, "Well, yeah, they left a big screen TV right out on my front step."
2: Which just screams to be stolen, really. Doesn't it? I mean, because big, uh, you know, those boxes they come in—they say right yeah. on them what they are. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's one of the things that they also say in the days after Christmas is to keep in mind when you're putting that out in the garbage, thieves will drive around neighborhoods and see what boxes are in your garbage. Oh, look, they've got a brand new TV. Oh, look, they've got the Google Home. Oh, look. Yeah. And and they will. They true. will do that. So you're you're warned to you know cut it up, maybe <laughs> spread it out, whatever it is. Burn
2: it in the fireplace. You know if you
1: what have we one? we um. Our PVR crapped out a week and a half ago, and um, Purelator showed up. The note was on the door yesterday. It's like, oh, of course, no one's one's home. Yeah. Um, And I had to drive way up north to the Purelator place today to get it. (laughs) It's like like 178th Street and 114th (laughs) Ave, the great big Purelator Depot, and the lady actually says, this is the closest Purelator to your house. I'm like, yeah, it is.
2: See, it's funny, because we were talking the other day about how somebody came to our door. I was yeah. a Canada Post and didn't bother knocking or ringing didn't the, door ring the bell, doorbell, but just left the, yeah. the slip of paper. But this is the opposite problem. Oh yeah, they're not. Just leaving the package. <laughs> no. right? Here's what Canada Post says. Uh, a representative, spokesperson, John Hamilton is his name. He agrees that package theft is still, quote, a small issue that gets a lot of attention. Uh, he was unable to provide any figures on how many complaints they receive, but he acknowledges that it does happen. He says uh, the volume of Parcel deliveries is at an all-time high, so it's still a very s- tiny percentage of the packages that get delivered. And then he points out, as I mentioned a moment ago, that there's a lot of options. Canada Post Flex Delivery Service, yeah. uh, which allows online purchases to be directed to a post office for pickup. Uh, but it's something to think about. You know, I mentioned the other day that I had a parcel coming for Carol, And some of our listeners suggested, as did you, that I should have just got it sent to the office, which in the future I will. That's a great idea. But when I got home that night, the parcel was tucked behind the chair on my deck. But I saw it as soon as I pulled up. Yeah, for sure. You know, I pulled up and went, oh, there's my parcel, Mm -hmm. right? So what is the answer to that? I I suppose... So I guess
1: it's just the only Canada... If you have the super boxes, it's only Canada Post that can put it
2: in the super box, right? That's right. I mean, we have... We had a sticker on our door at one point, but we replaced the glass, so it's gone now, that said SNR, so signature not required. And I believe that was for Pure Later. Um So they would, and we knew that, and they would just leave packages. And, and like I said, they would usually tuck them behind the chair or whatever. Um, but with Amazon, we're using Amazon a lot more now than we ever did before, and those packages are arriving on a regular basis, and oftentimes they're just left on the stoop. I mean, you can see them from the road.
1: Someone says regarding that Amazon thing, yeah. if the delivery guy is bonding, uh, bonded, allowing entry is no big deal. Yeah, it still, still wouldn't do it.
2: Yeah, no, you still have a stranger in your house, yeah. right? I mean, it's up to you, whatever you feel safest with. But yeah, I mean, obviously, those same drivers have access to all those packages in their truck. So, yeah, sure, I trust them, but the, it's a degree... Well,
1: I trust them to leave them at my house, and not go inside. Right,
2: it's a, it's a, or take a it back slightly, to the you know, additional step to say that you don't have a problem with them walking around your house, right?
1: Well, we're just going to put it on the inside of the door.
2: I suppose. But
1: think about it. Think about how many people out there have, the, have access to your house.
2: Well, not many, I hope.
1: Well, I mean, my cleaning lady has the...
2: Knows how to get into my house? Well, two kids, my wife, my mother in law. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Hope that's it. We've changed the locks a couple of times yeah. over the time, and we have a burglar. And you just have alarm to
1: remember now. to change all that stuff and change your passcodes yeah. and
2: that sort of thing. Oh, speaking of which, that's what woke us up this morning, by the way. Apparently, Maddie's never left the house first. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, that alarm is quite loud. Mm. And it's, you know, when you're... Good thing you're,
1: the police are right next door.
2: It, that, I was going to tell you, but it sounded like it was going to be a shot of the police, and it shouldn't be. It isn't meant to be. It's just funny. But so because of this situation with the neighbor, we've got a police officer in his car in front of their, the house next door, and one down the back lane in front of his garage, and Maddie goes out of the house. Well, there's a 10-second delay before the alarm goes off.
1: What so time did she leave the house at?
2: It was like 9... Eight thirty or nine, so she goes out, shuts the door, gets in her car. When the alarm goes off, she's already driving away from the house. But the alarm is so loud, right? And we've not had it go off with us in the house before. So I'm running downstairs to try and turn it off, and then thinking from your phone, right? But I wasn't thinking; I was just waking (laughs) up and everything. But then when we finally got it settled down, and the the alarm company phones, you got phones ringing, right? They're they're ringing Carol's cell, my cell, the home phone. They're trying to get hold of us. I look out the window when we've got it all settled and there's the police officer just it's
1: not there to deal with your call
2: i know but and i as i say i'm not blaming him but it's like there was no really didn't, no, didn't look even, into that no, at all or... no
1: no <laughs> busy doing the stuff next door yeah. He's busy with the business next door hi richard
3: hey good afternoon what's um, going on not too much you know i think thinking i'm going to probably get a little secure shed with the keypad on the, mm-hmm. on the doorknob. Oh, well, that's a good idea. And then just give uh, instructions to UPS or whoever delivers. Here's the uh, code, open the door, put it in there, and then I can always change the code.
2: Yeah, that's a great idea. And actually some taxers now we were talking about Amazon's new uh, key service. It's not available in Canada yet, but some of them are saying, the delivery guys have a camera on them. They have like a... Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> the idea being that you, see, you can see them deliver uh, and see uh, them leave okay. yeah. as an added step. So Do they have the
3: option on uh, delivery like UPS and that to give them instructions to
2: use uh, a keypad and put in an actual code? Do they have that option? I don't know. Yeah. I'll have I, to find out. Yeah, that's mm. not a bad idea. I like the
1: idea of having a, a little secure shed I like somewhere that idea as to- well.
2: Even if you had your own box on the front porch or something, I I don't want to get too junky on the front porch there. But, yeah, not a bad idea.
1: Right. Thanks, Richard. You bet. Take it easy.
2: You too. And that's Richard out in Calling Lake. Calling Lake.
1: Calling Lake.
2: There you go. How about this, Andrew? Put a trash can, a big one, you can get at uh, Canadian Tire, then tell the drop-off guy to put it in there. When you're not expecting packages, you can put the can somewhere else. I'd have to look because I I do do a lot of online shopping. I just did some last night, actually. There's always. I uh,
1: thought we weren't getting each other presents. And you
2: thought right. Uh, uh, there was a section where you could put special instructions. So I suppose in that section. Just go
1: straight to Jay's house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what have I started over there?
1: You don't even know where I live.
2: I know where you live. You know
1: where you don't know my address. <laughs>
2: I don't know your phone number either, but I can call you. Uh, <laughs> I usually do bring you something, a bottle of something.
1: Yeah, but we're not doing that, remember? And then
2: I drink it. Don't
1: make it awkward. No, no, no,
2: no. But I mean, if you invite us over, oh, for absolutely, Christmas, yeah. I'm talking the house. With, yeah. No,
1: I'm talking about here at work.
2: Oh for no, no, Christmas no. no. We're not. Uh, I'm not bringing an extra bottle. Just the usual <laughs> amount. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's 3:53. A couple of your texts coming in. Hey, uh, out of Drayton Valley, as a delivery person, I do not want to enter strangers' homes to drop off parcels. I know that I would never abuse this trust, but what am I opening? What liability am I opening myself up to?
2: Hmm. Many others suggest in various ways around this uh, box with a uh, padlock and just put a sign on it that says "Lock it after you deliver." There's lots. I haven't put this much
0: thought into it.
1: Hey, Joe, what's on your mind? Hi, um,
3: Adeline and uh, Andrew, with the show. Uh, First-time caller. Oh, thank you. I, I have a good. I have a security system at my place, and uh, I have a uh, um, doorbell camera, and I can. I uh, I have a door system too. That when uh, I just ordered some stuff from um, Amazon, and they, they uh, ring the doorbell, I talk to them and because it automatically comes to my phone and I said to the guy, I said, look, I'm going to open the door for you. Just open it inside the door and then I close it again. He said, thank you, sir. And I opened the door and they closed it. And they put it inside. I closed it and I knew that uh, the stuff, it was inside the house and I saw him leaving.
2: Hmm. How much did that uh, system cost you?
3: I only, I don't pay for the system. I only pay, um, after two and a half years the system is mine and I pay uh sixty bucks.
2: Hm. Huh. Oh, so bucks it's one of those okay. they install the system you pay per a month, month for it. Yeah. Right, right. Hmm. Sixty bucks a
3: month. Uh-huh. Thanks, yeah, Joe. It's, it's a good system. I got uh, this company is in you know, wonderful. So Good. All right, good. you guys have a good day. Yeah, Thanks, you Joe. Too.
1: Appreciate the phone call. Thinking about it.
2: A couple of people asking, do you remember a milkman's little door? Yeah, we had oh, yeah. one in our house when I was growing up. It's kind of like we... when you
1: go away to a hotel and they have that little door. And oh, the magic. Door, uh, or magic food door. That's
2: right. Uh, as little kids, we used to be able to crawl in uh-huh. through those. So a criminal would really only need to have a child and they could gain access to your house pretty quickly. I think that's why they got rid of them. That and the milkman stopped delivering. <laughs> <coughs> hmm.
1: Milk bottles. I don't. I don't remember milk bottles. I remember milk in a bag. I don't remember milk bottles. You don't remember milk bottles? No. Wow. No. Never. I don't ever remember milk bottles. Milk in a bag.
2: You put them out, and the milkman would take uh, take no. away the empties no. and leave new ones Really? No. And he, you know, the, a good milkman or maybe all milkmen would know exactly how much milk you consume, mm-hmm. so they'd always put the same number of bottles down. And maybe there'd be, at Christmas time, they'd add an eggnog or whatever. Ugh eggnog don't
1: even go to the fridge the other night yeah yesterday the other morning i was making some tea mm. to get a little bit of milk no oh. there's chocolate milk there's eggnog there is no milk well chocolate milk doesn't go in tea well, i just dis- i despise
2: eggnog bailey's goes in everything mm,
1: yeah it was before work
2: Right. Yeah. Oh, is that frowned upon? (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) I have got to start reading these
2: emails.
1: (laughs) Eggnog. That is, there's like Team Eggnog and Team Not Eggnog.
2: Well, I'm on Team Eggnog.
1: I'm on Team Grossnog. I love
2: it. Look forward to it. You throw some nutmeg on the top of that bad boy. Oh, man.
1: Even even the sailor can't make that better.
2: No, that's not true. I had Eggnog (laughs) and Sailor Jerry at your place. (laughs) I think there was eggnog in that.
0: <laughs> Anyways, it tasted great. The six thirty Ched afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.